Chapter seventy nine of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter seventy nine. Tragic and Comic some words passed between us as we went for my companion i had news that would make him supremely happy our conversation turned not on that soon enough thought i when they shall come together let both hearts be blessed at the same time ah how my own was bleeding little suspected the spanish hunter how his tale had tormented me wingrove in brief detail gave me the particulars of his escape like myself he had been captured without receiving any serious injury they would have killed him afterwards but for the interference of the chickasaw who by some means had gained an ascendancy over the red hand in the breast of that desperate woman burned alternately the passions of love and revenge the former had been for the time in the ascendant but she had saved the captive's life only in the hope of making him her captive she had carried him to the copse where he had passed the night in her company one moment caressed and entreated in the next reviled and menaced with the most cruel death in vain had he looked for an opportunity to get away from her like a jealous tigress she had watched him throughout the livelong night and it was only in the confusion created by our sudden approach that he had found a chance to escape from the double guardianship in which he had been held all this was made known to me in a few hurried phrases sure shot we were within speaking distance but who could have identified the yankee in such a guise the tri-colored escutcheon i had myself so lately borne the black face shoulders and arms the white circle on the breast the red spot all just as they had painted me jehoshaphat and pigeon pie he cried as he saw us approach Are it you captain and wingrove too yes brave comrade your shot has saved us all patience we shall soon set you free leaping down from our horses we hurried up the sloping path i was still anxious about sure shot's safety but in another moment my anxiety was at an end he was yet unscathed like myself he had received some scratches but no wound of a dangerous character like myself he had died a hundred deaths and yet lived his gleesome spirit had sustained him throughout the dread ordeal he had even joked with his cruel tormentors now that the dark hour was past his jets d'esprit were poured forth with a continuous volubility no not continuous at intervals 
a shadow crossed his spirit as it did that of all of us we could not fail to lament the fate of the unfortunate hibernian poor patrick said sure shot as we descended the slope he we're the joyfulest kimrad i ever had and we must give him a barrel o a christian i wonder now what on earth them verming lies done with him where can they have hid his body true where is it it was out yonder on the plain i saw it there they had scalped him yes they sculped him at the time we were all captured he were lying just out there last night at sundown he ain't there now nor ain't a been this mornin or i'd a seen him what do ees think they done with him anyhow the disappearance of the body was singular enough it had undoubtedly been removed from the spot where it had lain and was now nowhere to be seen it was scarcely probable that the wolves had eaten it for the indians had been all night upon the ground and their camp-fires were near true the coyotes would have cared little for that but surely the brutes could not have carried the body clear away the bones at least would have remained there were none not a trace either of body or bones we passed around the butte and made search on the other side there was no dead body there no remains of one ha the river it swept past within fifty yards of the mound it would account for the disappearance of the corpse had the indians thrown it into the water we walked toward the stream half mechanically we had little expectation of finding the remains of the unfortunate man the current rushed rapidly on the body would have been taken along with it maybe it might have lodged somewhere suggested sure shot if we should find it captain i'd like to put a sod over him for old time's sake shall we try down the stream we followed the bank downward a little below grew willows forming a selfage to the river's edge their combs carved over till the long quivering leaves dipped into the water here and there were thickets of them extending back into the plain only by passing through these could the bank of the river be reached we entered among the willows wingrove going in the advance i saw him stoop suddenly as if to examine the ground an exclamation escaped him and the words somebody's been through here or been dragged through one of the two ways no added he after a moment he's not been dragged he's been creepin on his hands and knees look thar the track of a knee as clar as daylight and by the tarnal it's been covered with broadcloth no engine could have made that mark we all bent over to examine the sign sure enough it was the track of a man's knee and the plastic mud exhibited on its surface a print of fretted lines which must have been made by coarse threadbare cloth by gosh exclaimed sure shot 
that ears the infantry over all the government cloth to a certainty patrick's been about here lordy tain't possible he's livin sure shat sure shat mother of moses is it yourself i hear the voice reached us in a hoarse whisper it appeared to rise out of the earth for some moments we all stood as if petrified by surprise sure shat continued the voice won't you help me out i'm too weak to get up the bank petrick as i'm a livin' sinner good lordy petrick where are you tain't possible you're alive ach and sure i'm alive that same but i'm more than half dead for all that and nearly drowned to boot arrah boys wretch me a hand and pull me out for i can't move myself one of my legs is broke we all three rushed down to the water whence the voice appeared to come under the drooping willows where the current had undermined the bank we perceived an object in motion a fearful object was to look upon it was the encrimsoned skull of our scalped comrade his body was submerged below the surface his head alone was visible a horrid sight the three of us leaped at once into the stream and raising the poor fellow in our arms lifted him out on the bank it was as he had alleged one of his legs was broken below the knee and other frightful wounds appeared in different parts of his body no wonder the indians had believed him dead when they stripped off that terrible trophy notwithstanding the ill usage he had received there was still hope his wounds though ugly to the eye were none of them mortal with care he might recover and taking him up as tenderly as possible we conveyed him back to the butte the arapahoes had left their impedimenta behind them blankets and robes at discretion with these a soft couch was prepared under the shade of the wagon body and the wounded man placed upon it such rude dressing as we were able to give was at once administered to his wounds and we found new joy in the anticipation of his recovery his disappearance from the spot where he had been left for dead was explained he had played possum as he himself expressed it though roughly handled and actually senseless for a time he had still clung to life he knew that the indians believed him dead else why should they have scalped him with a faint hope of being left upon the field he had lain still without stirring hand or foot and the savages otherwise occupied had not noticed him after taking his scalp by some accident his hands had got over his face and perceiving that these screened his countenance from observation he had permitted them to remain so with half-opened eyes he could see between his fingers and note many of the movements that were passing upon the plain in front of him all this without the indians having the slightest suspicion that he lived 
it was a terrible time for him an ordeal equal to that endured by sure shot and myself every now and then some half-drunken savage would come staggering past and he knew not how soon some one of these strollers might stick a spear into him out of mere wantonness on the arrival of night his hopes had revived and the cool air had also the effect of partially restoring his strength the savages carousing around their fires took no notice of him and as soon as darkness was fairly down he had commenced crawling off in the direction of the river he had a double object in going thither he was suffering from horrid thirst and he hoped there to find relief as well as a hiding-place after crawling for more than an hour he had succeeded in reaching the bank and taking to the water he had waded down and concealed himself under the willows in the place where we had found him such was the adventure of the ci devant soldier patrick otig an escape almost miraculous as if fulfilling the laws of dramatic justice that the farce should succeed the tragedy our attention was at this moment called to a ludicrous incident the mexican trapper had ridden up and halted be beside the wagon when all at once his eyes became fixed upon an object that lay near at hand upon the grass it was the black silk hat of the ex-rifleman already mentioned in our narrative after gazing at it for a moment the mexican slid down from his horse and hobbling toward the hat took it up then uttering a fierce carejo he dashed the tile back to the ground and commenced stamping upon it as if it had been some venomous serpent he desired to annihilate hello there hombre shouted sure shot what the old scratch are ye about why you yellow-bellied fool that's my hat you're stomping on your hat echoed the trapper in a contemptuous tone carambo senor you should be ashamed of yourself any man who would wear a silk hat. Ha! And why ain't a silk hat as good as any other? Altito C., continued the trapper, taking the wooden leg from his waist and hammering the hat with it against a stone. Maldito sombrero, but for the accursed invention we poor trappers wouldn't be as we are now. Carambo! It's fetched beaver down to a plew a plug, while only ten years ago we could get six pesos the skin. Only think of that. Carrie, pronouncing this last exclamation with bitter aspirate, the incensed trapper gave the unfortunate hat one more blow with his timber leg, and then, burning the battered tile from his toe, hobbled back to his horse sure shot was disposed to be angry but a word set it all right i perfectly comprehended the nature of the trapper's antipathy to silk hats and explained it to my comrade in their eyes the absurd headgear 
is more hideous than even to those who are condemned to wear it for the trappers well know that the introduction of the silk hat has been the ruin of their peculiar calling twan't much of a hat after all said sure shot reconciled by the explanation it belonged to the sutler at the fort for you see capting as we left there for a little bit of a hurry i couldn't lay my claws on my own old forage cap so i took the hat in its place and that's how i came by the thing but here's a hat perhaps mister this here'll please you better will it eh as sure shot put the question he took up the plume bonnet of an arapaho warrior which had been left lying among the rocks and adjusting the gaudy circlet upon his head strode backward and forward over the ground with all the swelling majesty of an indian dandy the odd-looking individual and his actions caused the laughter of the bystanders to break forth in loud peals the mexican fairly screamed interlarding his cachinations with loud santissimas and other exclamations while the wounded man under the wagon was unable to restrain himself at the mirth-provoking spectacle End of chapter 79